0: Yeah, yeah. My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. I don't know. I mean, you know, there's always those, um, you know, the teams that you you seem to match up well and, and uh, you know, are, are very similar, you know, hockey clubs. So um, I don't know the reason, but, um, you know, they've always, uh, every game, certainly this year, been, you know, real, Real good games, real intense hockey games. So uh, you know it'll be uh, it'll be a lot of fun, obviously, if that's how it uh, shakes out. And welcome into Judd's Hockey Show, Zolget and Declan Goff and Declan. It is finally here after a back-to-back duds in St. Louis by the Wild that closes the 56-game season, and that was hard to watch uh,
1: last night. Okay, but we, but before we even, wrong? What's b- wrong? Before we even get into the playoff series here. Can we just yeah. understand that this was a week 17, rest your starters. People were acting like the wild. Oh, this is going to be such a Debbie Downer now in the playoffs that half their roster was sitting in a meaningless game against St. Louis. And I, I know it's a seven spot. St. Louis got a touchdown on them. I get it. But for God's sakes, calm down. Get your priorities right here, people. It's okay. It's okay. I just needed to get that off my chest before we...
0: I think people are more upset, Declan, about the fact that the overall series against the Blues was so poor and that they looked so poor throughout that. And I I think people are are seeing that as a precursor to what might happen in the playoffs because we are Minnesota sports fans and we do expect the worst. But the good news, news, if there is such a thing, Mm -hmm. is actually this, for the first round, fell for the Wild as well as it could have last night because the Avs, um mm-hmm. as they should have done for the second consecutive night they spanked the Kings so they win the uh, president's trophy that was a game yeah. I watched
1: that was a game I watched I well watched and the abs are just,
0: game. and the abs are just damn good yeah but but the abs so the abs beat the Kings so that they finished at 38 13 and four 82 points okay. the Vegas Golden Knights who went into that they went into Thursday in mm-hmm. first place in the West they finished 40, 14, and 2, also 82 points, but the Abs won the tiebreaker. Yep. So the Golden Knights finish in second, and the Wild, 35, 16, and 5, 75 points, finishes in third. So they will meet the Golden Knights starting on Sunday, uh, 2 o'clock faceoff local time, central time. And if you are a Wild fan, and th- this is not breaking news, we discussed this before, Dex. this is the matchup. And I have no idea if the regular season translates to the playoffs, but this is the matchup that you 1,000% wanted. The Wild this season, 5-1-2 against the Golden Knights in eight games. Both teams scored 24 goals. Um, The Wild all-time versus the Golden Knights, 11-2-3. At home, 6-0-2 away five two and one and here's the final stat before i give you the floor to summarize what you think of this thing Mm -hmm. the wild has a 781 points percentage against the golden knights in 16 games that's their best points percentage against any nhl opponent that they have played Um, and 16 games to me crosses the threshold of well it's just like four or five games 16 games is a decent sample size absolutely 781 conversely Vegas's points percentage against the Wild, not surprisingly, is bad. It's 344. That's the worst they have against any opponent that they have played 10 or more times. So I don't know if this does translate fully. I don't know what happened starting on Sunday. But I do know that if you were to have diagrammed this from the West Division of what the Wild could have gotten in these last few weeks, this is the series that at least gives you a feeling the Wild has a chance to advance.
1: Yeah, I mean, if it was – look. Most likely, you're gonna to have to, if you if you're going for a run, you're gonna to have to run through both of these buzzsaws in Vegas and Colorado. It's just there's a little bit of a duller buzz buzzsaw when you're comparing the two between Colorado and Vegas. I think yeah, they in general have matched up well against Vegas throughout the entire existence of Vegas' small fortune in the, in the NHL. Um, it still won't be an easy task. You know, I was, I was looking at, I believe it was on Wednesday, Fleury posted another shutout. He moved into the top 15. I think he passed Patrick Waugh, actually, for, for, uh, in the top 15 for most shutouts of all time. And I tweeted out, and I got some love, too, from other Vegas people, because, you know, I'm such a great hockey mind, um, that Marc-Andre Fleury, I think, truly, is one of the most underappreciated goaltenders of all time. Now, he played on some very good Penguins teams. I'm not, I'm not, not shortchanging him there. Um, but he's never won a Vesna trophy. This was the first Jennings trophy he's ever won him and Leonard uh, this season. He's got three cups, two of them as the, as the primary starter, one as a backup. Um, he's second all time in wins, you know, like the, the the dude is a winner. We always talk about QB stats being a little bit inflated and misleading. I think goalie stats, goalie wins carry a lot more merit than QB wins. Um, he can steal them games. Now in general, the wild have done a good job at attacking him. On six starts this season, Flurry went three and three against the Wild, two four one GAA and a nine nineteen save percentage, so a, a slightly above league average numbers. But on the season, Flurry had a one nine eight and a nine twenty eight. So the Wild easily gave him the biggest fits this year. I still think that they, in general, offensively, this team matches up really well. And what we're going to see, Judd, is that Greenway uh, Erickson Echfilino line trying to basically stop Patcheri and company. And from our friends at Money Puck, this is a great little stat here, and I know our friend Phil Mack would appreciate it too. Goals against per 60 minutes. Was, so this is, the, this is the line that in Greenway, Erickson, Eck, and Flea, that we've seen with our eyes that, have, man, they, they're always out there. They're causing problems. They're a defensive nightmare um, from, from, a, from an opposition standpoint. They're only allowing 1.34 goals per 60 minutes. That's the best mark of any trio in the league. So mm-hmm. that line is going to be tasked with shutting down Vegas's top line. Now, Colorado has a better top line in McKinnon and Ratton and whatnot, but there's still depth on Vegas. But that greenway Erickson, ekfalino line is, as you and I have been kind of teasing about for the last month, that's the linchpin. If if they can shut down Vegas and then your other lines can roll, I think they're going to be in good hands, and I think they can win this series. But it's it's going to be a grind. It's going to be a 6-7 game grind for sure.
0: And if that line, so if the... Eckline goes up against the line that is Chandler Stevenson, Mark Stone on the right wing, and Pat um, who has been hurt but is expected to come back. Yeah, on the left wing, that leaves you then with the second line. If you're successful in shutting yeah. down Stevenson line, the second line is William Carlson at center, Marsha Show on the right, Riley Smith on the left. Good line, and and that's a good line too. Really good line. So, yeah, so there's going to be a couple of uh, dynamics there about the fact that that the Golden Knights roll at least two good lines. And, by the way, I did not mention the fact, because he is the left wing on the third line, Alex Tuck. And Tuck is going to come back. And, of course, he's an old friend (coughs) of the wild. Uh, So, yeah, this is not going to be easy. And I think the matchup that you alluded to to me is what intrigues me the most. Leonard or Fleury? Um, Pete DeBoer, the Golden Knights coach has rotated both of them pretty consistently throughout the course of the season and it makes perfect sense rotations ordinarily in the playoffs don't happen and so do they try and ride one and my guess is against the wild they ride flurry I'm not sure there I think so too but but I don't know you can't say it's a given that they're going to continue with the rotation in the playoffs the other thing and where this really starts for The wild is really with one yai. It starts with Cam Talbot Mm -hmm. because Cam Talbot's their goaltender. He's going to play. um, It's going to take an act of God for him or an injury not to play. And so, really, I think the success of this series from the wild standpoint starts there because we have, you know, going back way back, but I mean, we especially uh, discussed this, Declan, um, when Devin Dubnik was the starting goaltender here. Devin Dubnik never won you a series, and I don't even know that he won you many if any playoff games um if you're going to beat a team like the golden knights or certainly the abs or heck the blues in the playoffs you're gonna need a you're gonna need cam talbot to stand on his head and to play outstanding and when that series ends i think you need to at least be able to say if you won cam talbot basically is the number one reason why we probably won that series
1: yeah um you know talbot Towards the end of the season, ha- had some rough go of it. Uh, last 14 games, just an 896 save percentage. He allowed 44 goals in those 14 games. Now, again, back to goalie wins. He went 8-3-3. Three, three. His offense helped him out. His offense spilled him out a little bit for some poor play. In general, Cam Talbot was exactly what the Wild were looking for this season. His numbers are right on track with his career numbers, which is what he posted this season uh, with Minnesota. He's not Mark andre Fleury. He certainly isn't even Robin Leonard. Um, you could make a case that Cam Talbot is the third best goaltender in this series mm-hmm. between the Vegas Golden Knights. Leonard and Flurry are, are better goaltenders than than Cam Talbot. I would I would bet that it's Flurry's cage for the majority of this series. The only situation I see him getting pulled is if the Wild go up 2 0. If the Wild go up 2 0, then I, I bet it's, it's Leonard in game three back at home. I think that's the only scenario where I would see Flurry get pulled most likely.
0: And that would be back here. Yeah. Yeah. And, that that, makes sense.
1: and obviously, ideal situation. If you're the Wild there, you went up too well and you have now the second guy in. Um, so I, I, that'd be an ideal situation. But yeah, for the Wild's goaltending woes, I mean, Capo, who had a great little run, clearly fell off the cliff. Um, I, I still think he's an NHL goalie, by the way. I'm not saying that next year you look for a more ideal backup option or you get him back to Iowa. No, let the kid play a little bit. Um, but I I kind of understood why Dino, uh, Dino tried to go to Cam Talbot a little bit more than he should have. But it, it does kind of rest on him as volatile. You know, you and I were talking about Colorado being volatile with Grubauer, right? Grubauer's had a nice season, but you got Dubnik behind him. And if if his game falls out in Grubauer, Colorado's in serious trouble. I don't think um, Cam Talbot's ceiling is as high as Grubauer's is, because Grubauer's been phenomenal all season long. He is someone that you would watch that could possibly cost you the cost them the series in Cam Talbot. I think Talbot's gonna be the reason if if he has poor play, because everything else, Judd on the wild, is mostly set. I know the center position has question marks. I know we've been questioning Victor Rask, but I kind of know what I'm I'm getting also out of Victor Rask and, and the offense and the defense as well. But if Cam Talbot has an off night, I think this team's most likely doomed. Um, they need him to be on his game. They need him to be Cam Talbot. They don't need him to be, you know, standing on his head, Jonathan Quick, carrying them to a con Smythe. Uh, but they need him to be Cam Talbot. That's what they need him to be in this, in this series.
0: Off of that point, I'll say this. Um, I, I've got a couple names that come to, come to mind right away of guys that have to show up for this series and play, in my opinion, markedly better than they have of, of late. Cam Talbot is is one for sure. Matthew Dumba, you need to show up and re- play really well. I, there were two, far too many times it felt like in the past month, Declan, where Dumba is fishing the puck out of his own goal. Um, that, that has to change. That's the type of thing. Dumba's mistakes um, that he's made in recent weeks are the type of mistakes that will lose you playoff games and playoff series. And the other guy that needs to show up in this series cuz he could have an impact because he's got both the ability and the toughness, Jordan Greenway. I need and and I'm not I'm not saying don't give me the underlying stats when the game is done. Sure. I need to see him. Mm-hmm. I need to see him. Like if I here's here's the thing with Jordan. I don't care what the stats say. With Jordan Greenway, I can tell you that he's had a good game when I notice him throughout that game. And for the last month plus, there have been far two games, far too few games where I've done that. And this is the exact type of series. Really really good team, talented team, a team that's going to try to be tough in the Golden Knights. Uh especially especially if Ryan Reeves is back and, and now he he's a fourth line guy, but he, he is their quote unquote enforcer. He missed the last sixteen games. So I believe he's going to be back. But if he's back, he's the exact type of guy that will try and push your guys around, will try and get in their heads. And he is also the exact type of guy that you can send Jordan Greenway out there, not even necessarily to fight, but he's a big body like Foligno. Um, So anyway, those three names, Talbot, Dumba, and Greenway. Because you're right, Declan, with Rask. Like, I'm not expecting a miracle <laughs> here. He's not going to change. But there are guys that can do a lot more than they've been doing of late, and those three jump right to mind.
1: To your point about Greenway, um, and again, this is where it matches—you have to match the statistics with the eye test. Statistically, Greenway is having obviously the best year of his career. It's not even close. He has a -hmm. a career high in points. He's playing about two minutes more than he did in his previous career. He's almost out there for sixteen minutes. He's playing a defensive style game with Foligno and Eck. But there are far too many instances where. He just goes to sleep and you need that kind of body to show up. And, I, and, and I don't think you and I are even saying I need him to be an offensive juggernaut score, big time goals. I need to nope. see him. I need this the size. You know, I need to see him use his size and use his game. I need Foligno. You need, you need a Foligno. You need a second him. I need him. the same game. Right. Yeah. You, you notice, Mark, you, you know, Marcus Foligno. I think Jordan Greenway is yep. naturally a little bit more talented than Marcus Foligno, but I know exactly the kind of point you're trying to make. Those are two dudes that are big guys that are going to push you around and shove you around. Marcus, for better or worse, is going to, you're going to notice him. And for whatever reason, Greenway can just coast a little bit. And that's, and you need him in this playoff series. You need his size, you need him to be there. To your Dumba point, um, Mm -hmm. last 16 games for Matthew Dumba, no goals, just 21 shots in those 16 games. He does have eight assists. He's racking up some points. Um, But he's playing 22 minutes a night and. I can't really afford for someone to be playing as much as he is, who has a dynamic shot as he does, for him not to be shooting and then also be chasing the game as well. Like, Dumba is right now chasing the game. He's been chasing the game again for the last 16 games. And he's someone with a howitzer of a slap shot. He's great on the power play. Should Should be great on the power play, I should say. And he unfortunately has kind of reverted those old Matt Dumba ways that can drive a lot of Wild fans crazy. And I am with you on that. You know, Kevin. Obviously, we know my man crush love for Kevin Fiala. I can understand, though, the type of game when Matt Dumba has a bad one that does rub people the wrong. I, I think when when Dumba makes a mistake, it is far more glaring than when Fiala makes a mistake. And I, I think those tribulations are amplified because he's a defenseman and because he can leave his goaltender out to dry. And you need him to be an offensive player. Like, if I know the lapses he's going to be defensively, like, we know who Matt Dumba is defensively. But he needs to bring his offensive game to this postseason. And if there's any time to break out of this funk, Matthew Dumba, it's obviously right now. You know, Jonas Brodin has stepped up and had a better offensive season this year for the first time in his career. That's great. Glad Jonas Brodin's having a great year. But I need Matt Dumba to have more than five goals and also be shooting the puck a hell of a lot more than just 21 times in 16 games.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Um. So, six of the eight games between these two teams during the course of the season, Declan Goff, were one-goal games, okay? I want to go back to the last one, though. The last one was May 5th. The Golden Knights uh, won 3-2 in OT, and Kaprizov scored both of the goals. I believe they were both on third period yep. for the Wild at the X in that game, and that is the game in which the Golden Knights, without Reeves, attempted to push Kaprizov around – and get in his head, and he rebelled by coming back at, at them. And one being tough as hell, which was great to see. And two, scoring two goals. That was a lesson to them that you're not going to be able to impact Kaprizov. Like you, it's fine to, you know, go ahead and check him, slow him down. That's all fine, but you're not going to be able to intimidate him or take him off his game. And I thought that was an incredibly important message for both the Wild and Kaprizov to send um because i think the golden knights solution was well if we play you in the playoffs and you get all bent out of shape and start to get mad and do stupid things or disappear that's fantastic but he did not and kaprizov is offensively obviously the single most important player uh, potentially in this entire series and certainly when it comes to the wild he is that guy uh and this is where we need to see him go from rookie of the year regular season dominant superstar to if you, take, if you take that superstar play into the playoffs, that is a game changer in every way, shape, or form. So I'm very curious to see what this looks like coming back now, what Kaprizov, who I fully expect to be great, looks like. And here's the last thing, and you're going to love this because you, you've been suggesting this for a long time. I'm also curious if you are down in a game, if you're down in the third period of a game in this series, if this is the time to unveil putting – Kevin Fiala who is banged up. He sat out last night but that was partially that was to rest but also rest because he's banged up. Putting Kevin Fiala and Kaprizov on the same line uh more frequently to try and generate offense from two players who are great and here's the most here's the key to doing that in my opinion. The key to potentially doing that is Kaprizov because he's essentially in my or I think a hybrid center and wing Mm -hmm. can facilitate for Kevin like he could set him up it can be Hartman at center it can be Rask it almost doesn't matter Um, but that's the one that's the one step I'm curious if Dean would take in this series because of the importance would be to get those two not all the time and not in the first period but more often like he did occasionally in the regular season on that same line
1: yeah, you know, Fiala and Kaprizov haven't spent much time together this year. Uh, according to Natural Stat Trick, they've been on the ice for just 48 minutes together. Um, actually, it's one of the lowest-pairing uh, forward pairs between the two. Um, I can see a situation where yeah, you're down in the game. You know they're going to be together on the power play, right? Like, they're going to be on the power play, all things considered. Um, but yep. I wouldn't be shocked at all if you need a spark. Or even if the game's tied, Judd. Like, even if the game's tied and it's a big offensive zone face-off, it's late in the third. Match it up. Put Kaprizov and Fial on the ice together if you have to. Um, they are single-handedly the most important dynamic offensive players that you have. You make a good point that Kaprizov is easily the most skilled player. I think he is. He's the most skilled player in this series. I don't, and I don't think that's a hot take, despite him only playing fifty-six games and the Knights having great depth in their offense. But it's pretty obvious that the Knights have more firepower depth than the Wild do. They have more, you know, they have more cannons basically. They 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 have more players that can score big-time dynamic goals. The Wild play more of a a traditional four lines that roll style, but if you can get Kaprizov and Fiala on the ice together, that's you you have to play fire with fire a little bit. I'm more curious how that if if they were if they were to play Colorado in a playoff series, how those two could be together on the ice a lot more. Because um, I do think Fiala's defensive game has improved. Um, he's not a staunch defensive player, but it, it's taken a big step forward this year for the first time. Yeah.
0: Yes, I agree.
1: And I, I think if him and Fiala are together in general, that's going to be good things for the Wild. They're going to be a part for the majority of the game, but how Everson deals with line change, because Everson likes to change things up, I wouldn't be surprised at all if the game is tied or they are down a goal that you have to put those two dudes together because they're going to be the only thing that you can match up with Firepower with the Knights.
0: Last thing, and I'm about to go into the world of hockey geekism in oh, a big wow. way. Our friend Lindsey Brown,
1: yes, a former
0: LB. a former co-host LB of Judd's Hockey Show, who now is out in the desert herself. I, she covers the Golden Knights basically on a daily basis. Yeah, writes about them, so she knows what she's talking about big time, and she played the sport as well. Um, she is she is what I would consider to be a very hockey savvy person. She sent me a bunch of notes last night off of questions I asked. And so we we both saw her in the press box at the May 4th and 5th games in the X because she came back here. Um, And she sent me a note that I thought was incredibly intriguing, and it's this. And it's something that she saw that the Wild did well in those two games that Vegas is going to have to come back quickly. Um, The Wild's forecheck has become very good. They send in the old F1 and F2. There's some geeky hockey talk wow. for you. They send them in below the goal line very quickly and get on top of the guy who's trying to get the puck out. Lindsay's point, and she's right, is Vegas looked so irresponsible and so bad defensively in those two games, and they did at times, like they were sloppy because they got flustered and because the Wild did such a good job of getting in below the goal line themselves before the Golden Knights could move the puck up to to the outlet pass and get the guy out of the zone, okay? So one of the most intriguing things in this series is if the Golden Knights now can counter that and get to the puck and get the puck out, the four, the Wild's F1 and F2, the four wow. checkers, arrive um, and create uh, create mayhem, create chaos, and turn the puck over, and that's how the Wild created some chances. So that becomes, thanks uh, to Linz for pointing this out, this becomes an incredibly important part of this series because if Vegas can move the puck and get the puck out, That basically takes away what the wild had going for it in those two games. Mm -hmm. If they can't, that's where Flurry's life potentially becomes a nightmare because now the puck is sitting in the slot at times and the wilds getting opportunities.
1: The vague. The wow. Good for you, by the way, very geeky. And thanks to our friend it, LB it, for providing. The, I thought, LB. I thought she it's was going to, me. I thought she was going to go with some hardcore goalie stuff. And I'm sure those were exchanged. I'm sure. I'm sure there's some good goalie notes in your text threads as well. Um, Vegas's biggest weakness uh, is their defense. They're the defense as a whole. So, if you can get the, but they won the Jennings. That's what makes yeah. no sense because their goalies like, bail them out because their goalies yeah, are. They, but I'm yes, They they, they exactly. have two of the top ten goalies in the league on their team easily. Mark yep. Andre Fleury and Robin Leonard, among the thirty teams are two of the top ten goalies in the and, league by far.
0: And Fleury was and Fleury was supposed to be gone. Yep, like they were gonna They're trade him, him and they didn't, and then he was just
1: fantastic. So, so if you can cause hell and make their defense have to work. Basically, if you put pressure, because we know their offense. If like if if the Vegas Golden Knights are in the offensive zone, yeah, I'm I'm sweating a little bit because they're not, they can score with a lot of different players. But if you can make the game into a defensive, if you can force those blue liners like White Cloud, like to basically play idiotic play, the Wild can capitalize on that. The Wild aren't mm-hmm. going to beat you with their skill. They're they're going to finesse you. They're going they're going to outwork you. So that is that is the key because Leonard and, Leonard and Fleury have bailed them out this season but it's not a good recipe for success to just have your goal. Hey, here's some high danger situation. Stop them, stop them, stop them. You're going to cash in on some of those. So yeah, that, that is, that is how you beat the golden Knights. Make their defense, try to win you a game because the wilds defense is going to obviously be okay in that situation. But Vegas is gold. The Vegas golden Knights defense is suspect. And if they can, if they can cause some hell in the offensive zone, when Minnesota's there, then they're going to be all right. Love
0: it. so, so, Last thing here, Dex, uh, key guys out for the Golden Knights so far, at least at the end of the uh, season. Pacioretty, who's very good, missed six games. Mm-hmm. He's expected back. Uh, Reeves, as I said before, their enforcer, fourth-line guy, but he he could make a difference, 16 games. Yep. He's been skating. I think he'll be back. I don't know how... how healthy he's going to be but i think he'll try and play quickly he's he's yeah, a pain in,
1: he's a pain in the ass to play to play against and he can sometimes yes. do dumb things but he's a guy that and I, I can see wild fans getting absolutely livid at him on twitter and when these games are happening but he's a guy who i want when he's playing well
0: didn't he play didn't he play in a playoff series for the, the blues. blues against
1: the wild at uh, the blues i think in the and one fans couldn't stand yep, him back then the one that the that got jake allen to buy yes that was that one
0: um their third line center Thomas Nosick missed 9 games. I think he'll be back, but here's the important one on defense and this is extremely important because if this guy is hurt, slowed down or flat out can't play, it's a big deal. Alec Martinez who they got from the Kings one missed the missed the final two games. Um he is according to to LB again, thank you very much LB, a great shot blocker. Yep. Uh he is a guy that eats up a lot of Minutes on the ice, he is a very good player. If he is slowed down or can't play, that creates a problem. So they're all expected back. I have no idea who who is going to be, you know, as healthy as possible, and who is still going to play banged up. They'll probably all play banged up to a certain degree. But the Alec Martinez one intrigues me because if you have to, if you have to take another defenseman and put him up higher than he should be, that's advantage wild so yeah there's going to be this is going to be fun i don't know if how you've done in the past against them or how you did decks this year translates a lot to use that word again but i will say this the abs are so fast that's going to be a problem the blues i don't know why but you matched up against them just horribly it feel it feels like on paper at least and from what we've seen this is the one matchup where it certainly fe- it certainly feels like the wild should have a chance.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And by I the think way, that's a fair way to put it,
0: without being a homer.
1: Yep, I think it's going to be a fun, fun series. And for anyone watching us here on YouTube, Judd and I will be breaking down each of these games right afterwards, right here on our Score North MN YouTube channel. So if you want more wild talk and you want a wild reaction immediately, hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. We'll be ready to rock. We'll be on our Twitter and Facebook as well. Hell, we might even bring some fans on. Might even make it even a wild, uh, wild vent line, uh, basically. That I like, we, this like, idea. like we do with Vikings. I love fans. this idea. So if if you want to get on the screen with us, and you got gripes, or you want to be praising, or you want to apologize to me that how much Kevin Fiala is, is such a great hockey player, and the, and and sure. you want you want to be in a Kevin Fiala fan club, I am the warden. I'm not. I'm not. The, I'm not the president. I am the warden of the Kevin Fiala yeah. fan club because I, I want club, to. I, I want to punish the the people state. who can't stand him. So anyway, without more self deprecating. Hit the subscribe button on Score North MN. MM. Jed and I will be there after every Wild game this season. Prediction: uh, Wild and six. Wild and six. I'm going wild mm. and six. What do you think? Hmm.
0: Vegas in six. All right. But I think it's going to be it's going to be very entertaining. I hope it's going to be very close. I agree. I hope it's going to be. All right. So, as you said, we'll be back on Sunday for sure, right after the game. Declan, do your thing. Pass, shoot,
1: score. He knows he once ate an entire sheet cake. He knows your selfie life isn't your real life. He knows what goes down on the DMs. Shouldn't you know your dog better? Now you can learn his inner secrets with Embark, the highest-rated dog DNA test, unlocking over 350 breeds and screening for over 215 genetic health risks.